Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at MetalCloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the MetalCloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, MetalCloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. Hi, guys. Matson from Metal Cloak here. Let's talk about fun stuff. <laughs> Hi. My name is Bobby. Um, <laughs> don't, don't use that voice because you, you sound like that voice. The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers. Madsen from Metal Cloak here, and welcome to episode 178 of the Modern Jeepers Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Corey and Jesse join me from somewhere outside of Indianapolis on their way to Tapas for Tatas as part of CTI Tour 2022. We talk about Tatas, of course, getting shot at, getting physical in the 80s, bringing happiness, driving a monster truck at 101 miles an hour, new Mopar products, drama at Palo Duro, collecting empty power tanks, the upcoming Ladies Off-Road and Network Convention in Moab, and so much more. Remember, you can always check out this episode on video at youtube.com slash modernjeeper. As always, we're extremely grateful to our supporters and friends, including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Best Top, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, Adventure Rack Systems, and of course, Metal Cloak. So sit back, relax with the cold one, and enjoy episode number 178 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers, this is another episode of the Modern Jeeper Show with me, Madsen from Metal Cloak, and Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, Rockstar Jeep Girl, Jesse. Hello, how are you? I am good, I'm good. How are you guys? And and more importantly, where are you guys? <laughs> That's a really <laughs> good <sticks>. question. <laughs> we, are, uh, we are in Indiana. We just crossed the border heading towards Pennsylvania for Topless for Tata's event. Been on the road for a couple of days now. Uh, what an interesting, you know, the country is still very unique Mm -hmm. it's a nice word for it yeah unique (laughs) there are there are just some some places that i don't understand why people live there but they do and it's all good it's just been um it's been very interesting you know we we are plagued by we seem to be in this tract uh there's a bunch of weather following us Mm -hmm. uh in fact when we stopped yesterday which was on the other side of st louis it basically said that if you were going to continue, you were going to get flash floods and everything was going to get washed away. Um, we didn't really, I think wow. we got some rain at the, the hotel, but we didn't get any flash flooding. But the day before that, we were in Kansas <laughs> and we got rained on with the same storm. Got up in the morning, followed it out, stopped. Now we're following it again. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it just seems to be raining on our little parade. Yes. Corey and Jesse, and it's not, storm chasers. It's not bad. It's not burning hot. That's what I yeah. like. <laughs> He's a little humid, though. It's very humid, though. A little humid. Yeah, sticky. Mm. 
little humid. We had we had an interesting yesterday. So alongside us on the interstate, uh, four lanes. You know, we're going. We're almost to St. Louis, and uh, we think that somebody shot a gun at us. Oh my and gosh! It was it was kind of loud, and I thought, well, but it could have been a backfire. It kind of sounded like a backfire, and we looked at the truck. Nothing changed. There was no warning lights on the dash, but we could feel the pressure from the boom. Well, nothing happened. We drove about 10 minutes and it was even louder. Bang! And and like literally the you could really feel the pressure. I had the window down maybe about that far. Yeah. Like literally, I'm thinking, okay, we either just lost a tire, the truck is eating itself to death. Something has <laughs> obviously exploded. It's kind of strange, actually. So it's 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 getting later in the afternoon. So it's you know between four and five o'clock. There are cars everywhere, and there was this kind of a, a hoopty looking car that was driving alongside us. But that was after the first boom, and I thought for sure that that car probably backfired. Well, I never saw that car again, and uh, after the second time. I was sure that that car had to have been gone by then. Literally, I drove for another maybe 20 miles because we couldn't get out of traffic. There wasn't really a good place to pull off in the middle of a city and uh, pulled over at a truck parking area and like did a full inspection of the truck, um, no checked holes. tire pressures on everything. Couldn't find anything wrong. The truck didn't stutter. Truck, the truck didn't, did nothing. Nothing, so. nothing was wrong. We... Um, Ended up adding a little bit more uh, air to the trailer tires, but other than that, I I don't know. I, it was it blew. <laughs> I thought for sure we were gonna die. Did he jump out of his seat, Jesse? Yes, and I immediately <laughs> we immediately looked at each other, and that was twice. We we're like, "Oh my god, what is this?" I was waiting for there's have to be some kind of a warning light to come up on the dash. Right. I thought maybe that we lost the turbo in the truck or uh, something. Bad gas or something. Wow. And, no. Nope, and we haven't we haven't heard the sound since. So um, it's a mystery. We stopped a number of times yesterday to just kind of check things. Odd, odd, weird feeling. Know, just, just weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you're going when you're going all the way across country, that's smart because you know you get down in the middle of no place. But you're in Indiana now, so it's not really the middle of no place. <sighs> yeah, we're just outside of Indianapolis. In fact, I think the the airport must be close because. Uh, there's traffic. a lot of a lot of air traffic above us, mm. but yeah, it's uh, again, you know, we we haven't well, we haven't traveled this far since um, e, uh, since Jeep Beach, yeah, mm. since April, yeah. So um, wow, you know, a lot can change in three four months in this country, right? Yeah, we won't. Just let it <laughs> I mean, tonight, there but... has been a lot of people getting shot on the freeway, so yeah, a lot of stuff been happening all over the place. The last twenty four yeah. hours has been incredible. But we won't get political right. today. I promised myself I wouldn't get political today. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. There's a lot, um, <laughs> and, and you know, of course, on. it's it's an, uh, a shout out. And I know Matson, you've already posted something about it. I saw it on your personal page. Um, you know, the death of Olivia Newton-John. Mm -hmm. um, all of our like America's sweetheart, right? I mean, yeah. I actually have a quote in my in my in my where our bedroom is in between the the bedroom and when i go upstairs into my little office area on a dry erase board and it's a quote from olivia newton john that i wrote mm -hmm. she did an interview like i don't know it's been maybe a year ago now it's been a couple it's been up there a couple of years yeah 
And uh, it just says that um, I'm grateful, I'm happy, and I have so much to live for. And it just struck me. And I wow. wrote it on that dry erase board. And it's been on there for a year. And then to hear of, of that uh, yesterday was just... Well, yeah. I knew that she was fighting some breast cancer and stuff for years. So that that, that ultimately is what happened. So such, yeah, a, it's... such a loss and a nice lady. For yeah. sure, I grew up with her. So, well, yeah, and I, like I said on my on my Facebook post, she was my first, um, you know, my first movie crush. Um, All of ours, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you know, and then, but you, what an interesting life because she she when you come out and you have a movie like that, and she wasn't an ongoing. I mean, she did she had an acting career, but you know, she was obviously a singer, and they brought together a cute singer with um, who was I think she was twenty late 20s. 29. 29. She was 29. Yeah. You think about that. Think about that for a second. Travolta was like 23. She was 29. And they're both playing high school students. Like, right. Right. And she was very concerned about it. And then it was John Travolta who convinced her that she should she should play the role. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, my high school sweetheart looked like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they made high school <laughs> that students That just goes to show you days. that women women are more mature than men. In the, uh, that, yeah. yeah, yeah in, in, in all aspects of life. That's I true. I about that. But yeah, she just was that, and I still remember seeing that movie for the first time. And I still remember, you know, mm-hmm. my, the I lived that time. I lived in a house in L.A. Um, where it was my mom and me in one room. This was like a large house where people rented rooms, and uh, my best friends were two twins, um, Raymond and Lucas, and lived with their mom in the room next door. Um, and then there was a kind of a a mother-in-law's house behind the place. And then the, there were several big rooms like that. And there was, so was lots of people. It was like this, you know, for all intent purposes, just a, it wasn't really like a halfway house type place. So it was more of just where in LA we rented the rooms. That's all we needed. And we lived there for, you know, a year and a half, I think. And uh, I just remember Raymond and Lucas um, and I, after we saw the movie, really, we had the soundtrack. I got the tape and we just like running around the house, you know, I think it was what, probably eight, Eight, yeah, eight years old, running around the house, um, singing the song, you know, doing it all memorized. We were just, it was, it was fun. But what an interesting impact that movie had on culture. Uh, oh. And then, and then for her to go from that into the critically panned uh, Xanadu, um, right, right, and then, right, and then kind of with her, let's get physical, physical let's physical. Well, yeah which was just that was great because you know a lot of guys fantasize on that one because <clears throat> you know it's still a it's still a great song <laughs> i remember getting <laughs> I in trouble ta- on the bus to school because the girls had a walkman and we were singing the song we didn't know right we were just singing the song we it was a song it. about working out and i don't know we what you're talking about yeah she didn't she invent did she invent leggings and spandex <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, so shout out and prayers to the family, uh, the Newton John family. But uh, yeah, she she definitely was uh, a bright a bright star in an otherwise interesting world. I had a conversation with my guys on Friday uh, about this, and this is something that you know I think we talked we touched base last week on with the with the summer um, ad, and that was this idea that there's a lot of there is a lot of shit going on in this world around us, and we can and I think. It's part of our job and our in our life. We know that in the industry we in we're in, we're bringing happiness. When you're mm-hmm. out there meeting people who are jeeping, that is a happy time in their life. Doesn't matter what else is going on in their world. When we're jeeping, 
we're bringing happiness. For all those that are listening right now, like I hope we're bringing you some happiness when you listen to us. And we, you guys definitely bring us happiness, the fact that you are listening to us. But it's, I've, I've, I'm reiterating to my guys, it is our job um, at Metal Cloak not to simply sell product. It is our job to bring happiness. When a customer right. calls us, they better be happy when they get off the phone. And I don't just mean because they were happy because they got on the phone or it's a problem, make them happy. I'm talking about, we want to give, for lack of a better word, we want to give a good phone. I mean, you, you, you want somebody to have a good time and enjoy, um, to enjoy calling, enjoying being a part of it. You have a, you have a single moment in time at that moment you touch a customer to, to impact them. And you know it's infectious. Happiness is infectious. And if you make somebody happy with laugh and smile, I think back to uh, the Robin Williams movie um, where he played a doctor. You remember that? Mm -hmm. um, he played a doc Patches. Patches. Perfect. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of it, but Patches played a doctor. And you had that same philosophy. Like if he can go and make somebody laugh, it's going to brighten up their day and infect. And it should it will affect those around that person. So making one person laugh, making one person happy, making one person realize their dream affects dozens and hundreds and thousands of people, right? It's a rippling effect. The exact opposite is true as well. You're ornery. You're in a bad mood. You say something you, you maybe you regret later to somebody. It's a ripple effect. Or smile so, at a stranger that's not smiling. Exactly. Exactly. Open the, hold the door open for somebody. Smile at a stranger. Laugh. Go in the middle of a store and just start laughing. You know, it's, it's good. You know, it's, it's always interesting when we're, we're out on trails and, and, and Jesse and I did some amazing uh, pre-running uh, new trails that we're going to run this year for our Colorado adventure, the San Juan uh, adventure. But it's always funny to me when you do come across every once in a while, it's not very often, but you'll run across those angry people in the outdoors or on a, and typically they're not in a Jeep. Uh, typically they're in some other form of recreation vehicle uh, and they're Super. not happy. Yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah, the, the guys in the side by side or something like that. And, right. and it's always interesting when they're angry and we I always like you try to, you drive away and you just sh kind of shake your head like, what are you guys doing out here? What's what's the purpose? If you're not, if we're out here trying to enjoy the outdoors and you're not happy, you, you should probably find a different hobby. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. Like to find find a different place to be. Here's the challenge when people are like, I'm I better you know I'm, I'm pissed off. It actually is a deeper. It is harder to get out of that than it is to. Uh, it's very easy to be to be happy and get pulled down than it is to be sad and angry to get pushed up right because gravity right. gravity keeps takes, pulling you down. takes much more energy to be angry that's for sure it does it, it definitely it's draining it takes energy it's draining on all the people around you because yes. everybody around you is going oh man and so all of a sudden you get this psychological impact of just being around negative people and that sucks mm -hmm. right but being happy and like and and being the one that walks in the room and just like lights up the room and just that is a gift most people don't under don't don't take advantage of it, but like well, I think like that's say, why we we have these social media platforms, right? Where we've talked about this in, in in prior shows as well, where things like like Facebook has become a little bit more filled with some some drama and maybe some negativity, and you can't really post anything anymore without somebody you know bringing you down in a way. Um, you know, Instagram 
has kind of followed that trend. But, you know, Instagram used to be the place where you could just post a picture and it was all about what a cool picture. And then now I think Instagram is now kind of backtracking going, yeah, we need to make it more like it was. But I think that's why you had the successful things like TikTok and, and, and those things where it was kind of, it's fun. It was, it was a fun place, a feel good place to go. And the, the negativity that we get from regular media, whether it's the television or, or however you get your news and all of that stuff, I think is, it's a huge draw and people need the, the release. They need to, to be able to, to be happy about um, their daily routines, even if they're not, it, it takes, again, it takes all that energy of being negative away. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, there is enough negativity around our lives that we don't necessarily need to have our hobbies be negative too. Right. Right. So if you're, if you're, if you're a side, if you're out there on the cyber side and your hobby is making you angry, find another hobby. Yeah. You should yeah. do something different. Yeah. I mean, anger, I, anger counseling. Uh, right. I, I mean, the I, actual I, counselor. <laughs> I've had this conversation with four with people about, um, you know, we were, I've always been very good at making my hobbies and turning them into work. And, and while I love the Jeep life and the industry, and it is my whole world, what's my hobby? I tell people hobby, my hobby is to take pictures. And, oh. and, and that's really my hobby is Jeeping work. Well, uh, yeah, because, but that's the way I make it. It still makes me happy, but it's, it's, um, it's different. And we need to find that space that exists in our head that allows us to still be creative and, and be that person that we, we see in ourselves rather mm. than, yeah, some of yeah. the other options, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Options. Well, we all have our, we all have our dark sides and it's putting this our is dark, true. This putting is our dark true. side back into the cabinet and locking <clears> it up <throat> and throwing away the key. That's the trick. That's mm-hmm. the trick. And you know what does that? Happiness. 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 Being happy. Jeeps. Jeeps make me smile. There you go. Every Jeep should make everybody smile. Absolutely. That's a great, like that should be a great bumper sticker. Jeeps make me smile or a t-shirt. Another t-shirt design coming out of the modern Jeeper group. Jeeps Jeeps make me smile. Jeeps bring happiness. Um, Remember the, 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 uh, there was some shirts made a while back and they were like the stick figure family and it was life is good. Those Mm -hmm. guys. And then, I'll never forget. I saw one, and I think it still exists out there. But it's like a smiley face, mm. and but the smiley face has like an unshaven face. He's got like some, some a little little scar on it, like yeah, and a little little yeah, a little. I think he's wearing like a bandana, bandana. or something. Yeah, yeah, that whole. Yeah. Does no, that, he still sticks figure if he has all those features? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think. I think he was just a face. <laughs> it was just a face. It was just a face, but it was like it was a rugged man, happy face. Like yeah, yeah, the, the outdoor right? life. Like, how do you do that yeah. on a stick figure? I want to yeah. see this. <laughs> yeah, or there's a six figure, the stick figures you see on the back of cars. And this is this is an example. The stick figure thing is a little happiness, right? A little moment somebody's right. showing their family or whatever in their car. Then you have some guy who's just an ass who puts the stick figure being run over by a car right. going the, through the and family all flying or, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People gotten hit or there's like a shark eating the whole family or right, something like that. Right, right. There was there was a positive spin on that once where I saw somebody said, you know, used to say, I, I don't care about your stick figures and or right. your stick figure family. And then it says nobody cares about your what is it? Nobody cares about your protests or something. This was during the BLM riots. Like, yeah, OK, I can see that kind of spin. You know, you, you can definitely stand up. 
Speaking about running things over or going fast. Um, oh, no. Have you seen this? Uh, it's kind of cool. I, I brought it up on the Instagram live this morning. For those who don't know, you can check us out at, at Matson, uh, me at uh, Instagram slash Metal Cloak. Um, I do the uh, mornings with Matsonian. Not every morning. It's kind of like, like he didn't do it yesterday. Did it this morning. Um, and it's just a little morning commentary. If I see some news, if I, if I don't have anything cool to say, like I don't even bother doing it because I don't want to just get out there and say, hi guys, Matson from Metal Cloak here. Let's talk about fun stuff. <laughs> hi, my name is Bobby. Um, don't, don't use that voice. Cause you, you sound like, that voice. No, I, I, like no, a creeper. That's my creeper No, he, he needs to watch Napoleon Dynamite. And yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some dude back in uh in ohio because we're actually near your neighborhood state now that's right um, built a monster truck it's it's the first gl jeep gladiator monster truck um and it's called bad habit now now he's had the bad habit team for a while and this isn't part of monster jam and all that whole world because that's a whole different ecosystem right these are just good old boy <laughs> monster trucks to go out and do big arena shows or whatever um but he bad habit has been around for a while Bad Habit already holds a world's record for the biggest jump um, of a monster truck. Then he went ahead and built this Gladiator, which is basically means that the chassis is the same. It's the same monster truck chassis, big ass engine, whatever. But he managed to build a monster truck body or a, a Jeep Gladiator body to go on top of it. So it was pretty cool. Uh, you guys can Google it. To Bad Habit Gladiator Monster Truck. Um, and we'll put some links in it for you. But... The guy, Joe Sylvester, just broke the Guinness World Record for the world's fastest monster truck at a 101.84 miles an hour. 101 miles an hour in a monster truck. What? I mean, what is death wobble like at 101? Um, Death wobble? Right? That'd be just scary. That's <laughs> like, well, have you ever seen? So my, so my kids started watching these YouTube videos. Somehow they discovered these YouTube videos on the big screen TV. Um that aren't just like it's not just it, it literally is somebody taking a game and it might be something like um uh gta or whatever five or whatever but they're taking the games and in these games and i don't know this gaming world so if anybody out in our audience knows this you can tell me how it's done but literally the game will have like one, a big giant ramp out in the middle i mean literally the, the ramp looks like it's in the sky it's five miles in the sky and it has a ramp and it has a bunch of other stuff and then around it are a bunch of vehicles and every vehicle has a character spider-man thor whatever the hulk mm -hmm. and then it was their turn they get in it and so it's all being done and recorded kind of the same way we're recording this right it's being recorded and then they take it and then they turn it into a youtube video um and they go on and they so got right, just start driving. Like they'll take the monster truck and they'll just start flying down this hill. And it's an impossible hill, right? It's just, it's an impossible track that can never exist. And it goes off and then it tries to do a jump and it hits into a wall and it just explodes, right? The entire video is vehicles crashing, 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 crashing. And it's just all it is. And it's, and it, it's pretty cool because it has really good physics. I mean, and the vehicle falls apart and you see a drive shaft flopping around, right? And you see, you see <laughs> tires flopping off and it has really good physics and really good understanding is how they built these vehicles. They're not just frames. They actually are not just like this, this wireframe cover with color on it. It actually has frame, it has a seat, it has, it has all these little components and they can, but literally the kids will sit there watching these videos of cars just going down these impossible ramps and impossible jumps and blowing up 
or crashing or rolling for you know two minutes down the side of a hill. But it's not like that's what they do. So it's interesting with it, like these guys in these, this world record, you know, trying to do it. Just thinking what it would be like if you did go down, you're going 101 miles an hour and something snaps or something gets off or you get a little death wobble with that big tire. I've seen what that looks like. It was on the mm-hmm. YouTube. Like it just, it's not pretty. Parts go flying everywhere. Yeah. The, a tire of that size at a hundred miles an hour. I mean, you know, their tires have speed ratings for a reason. Um, I, I'm not sure that that's, uh, yeah. My, oh, yeah. I mean, how, how well balanced, <laughs> what did it take to balance that tire? Oh. How often are those BTK tires really round? Or, or, right. Oh, and then, I mean, that, that wheel has to weigh it four, 400 and plus pounds. I'm guessing the craziness. Well, that's, that's the world record now. 101.84 miles an hour wow. in Ohio on a monster truck. Shaped like a gladiator. Wow. Da, 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 da. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So, I mean, I want one. Well, of course. Yeah, I was, you know, think I, I turned mine into a monster truck? The ears is a monster truck. I mean, we're talking about gladiators on 38s. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, like 42s, dude. If you're not on 42s, you're just not cool enough. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, um, you know, it's kind of been fun. Uh, so, we, we mentioned a little bit about this, uh, our, our San Juans of Colorado adventure. And the entire time I had the LJ out there just because I didn't want to, um, the, the gladiator is, is, is more of our overlanding rig. But, um, so I had the LJ and Jesse brought her JL brand new. That thing doesn't even have, you know, it's got a thousand miles on it. And, um, all of the trails in the San Juans, if you know how to drive, uh, you can take a stock rig out there. Is it is it as comfortable as a lifted rig would be? No, but when you know how to drive, I tell you what, the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, brand new, is such a capable Jeep. Oh. It's any of the the even the more complicated, quote unquote, tough trails in the San Juans of Colorado. Um, that Jeep doesn't doesn't even blink an eye. Uh, and the creature comforts make it even uh, awesome. even more desirable. <laughs> I mean, right. I hats off to Jeep. You know, uh, you can get away with a little bit bigger tire and a and a small lift, and literally that thing's going to go anywhere you're ever going to take it. Driver, and it's and it's super bright because it's mm-hmm. that high velocity yellow. So at nighttime, you don't even need to run your lights. No, <laughs> or in the rain. If you ever get lost, I can find you. There's a beacon. Uh, Oh it, yeah. yeah, you just look for the look for the where the glow's coming from. <laughs> now there you go. That's what we should do. Glow in the dark paint. I'm sure somebody has done that. There's gotta be somebody oh, yeah. that did like glow in, like did a whole glow in the dark or paint even thing. Black even light. Yeah. 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 Oh I'm black sure. light, that would be awesome. Yeah. Black How do you light. drive under a black light though? Where do you do that? Yeah. Hmm. That would just be like a light following you. How come nobody runs black lights on their Jeep? Why does that have to be black? I don't know. <laughs> um, black lights matter. Black. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> hey, on another note, um, I just saw a picture uh, forwarded over that uh, Windrock has its first or its uh, Jeep charging station in place. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, Interesting. And it's just, it looks like, uh, you know, it's just sitting in a parking lot and it looks like it's, it's one of the toned down versions. It doesn't have all ah. the extra, all the extra paneling on it. It's a toned down version. Like we saw over in the corner, but yeah, it's, they've got their Windrock's got hmm. their charging station for the four by E. Well, Windrock is big enough of an off-road park that you'd, you'd need that. Yeah. Um, because you could spend quite a bit of time out there and cover far more than the 21 or 24 miles or whatever the, the all electric mode is. But right. Um, yeah. Huh. Cool. Yeah. It's like, and uh, what are we talking about? We actually were talking about doing, um, doing a little trip with the four by E. Aaron was saying that he would go do, oh, I think he's, I think he's going to try to bring it down to um, Sierra Trek. Um, oh. And uh, this weekend, which is this weekend, those, you know, there's people out there already. Uh, Thursday and Friday and Saturday, mainly the event Sunday on there. I'm going out Friday to camp with the kiddos. Um, but Aaron's talking about like, he'll drive up to Sierra Trek and in the main road that you go, takes you back to the lake, but then he's going to put it in, in electric only mode. See how far he can make it into, uh, into, into, uh, the private property. Right. So that's kind of, I mean, I, I, I really, I really want to like, I, I like the four by E. I like its concept. I think it's great. Um, but literally some of the things like that whole rear seat and the storage area in back of there with the battery and having that, that be a different height uh, of the floor of the storage capacity area. And then the weight, um, those kind of things are just kind of a couple things that I'm like, eh, that's gotta, you know, over time, I'm sure that battery pack is going to get smaller, and then maybe that floor gets to be level again. Things will get lighter as the technology grows. But yeah, I'm, that's that's a hard yeah. part with these things. Like, who is going to buy a four by E? And I say this knowing something else, but I, you know, who's going to buy the four by E in a in five years, ten years? Is it going to be oh, have any sort of resale value because the battery itself, you know, ultimately needs to be changed or is just so old in technology. Now, my mom drove a 10-year-old, um, it wasn't a Prius, it was uh, it was a RAV4, but it was still the same same Prius technology, right? Toyota mm-hmm. RAV4, it was 10, 12 years old, something like that, and it still did fine, you know? And, and so that, that technology, whatever was sitting in that battery was, was enough. And it's, was it great? No, but it did fine. I still gave her great grass mileage because of how it, how it operated. So, so there may be people that will get it, but is it going to be one of these situations like a, you know, like a, you know, you buy it, you do can you buy see the, yeah. Do you see a volt or a leaf or any of those? What happened to those cars? Did they just, the manufacturers buy them back? Are they still out there? I don't see them. <laughs> they're still, they're, they're de- gathering dust in garages. You're right though. You're right. <laughs> I mean, these programs that they basically end and then, but it's okay because, you know, we would, the, 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 the federal government just passed, you know, a trillion dollar bill that's going to give money and it's going to increase the incentives so that manufacturers who can't make very good cars can make money on their not so good cars. Is that how it's supposed to work? But it does mean you can get 12 point, what, $12,500 or something like that. I don't know what the what on a on a four by e like you yeah they're just they're I mean, just given i mean everybody's gonna start getting all their i i don't know how many rebate programs are going out back where they're trying to give people back some money from taxes and everything else and yet they're increasing the tax rate 
on large corporations that are, you know, making more than a billion dollars or whatever it is. That's how they're going to pay for it all. But um, yeah, but we're not going to get, we're not going to get political. No, 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 no. They're not going to, that's not how it works. It, it, they're going to get paid for by the 87,000 new IRS agents. Right. 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 And, Looking and, forward know, to meeting and, them. Yeah. Cause some of them may be Jeep owners. Let's just, right. be, uh, let's be honest. You know, it's 87,000 I mean, new people. They can't get people to work at, at, at McDonald's yet. They're going to have all these people want to work for the IRS. Well, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's, well, that's going to be the McDonald's. I think that's what they're doing. They're recruiting like from places like McDonald's. I wonder what the starting pay is. Probably. Yeah. For a starting federal position, probably 60 something. You know, yeah. In that area. And it'll be one of those jobs that you can never get, you know, eliminated from. So right. you're, you're in forever. And- when you have a federal ID, when you have a federal <clears throat> employee ID, because a buddy of mine was a cop in Livermore. He was in my Navy unit, but he was part of the 100,000 new cops program that the Clinton administration did uh, way back when, right? So 100,000 new cops. They do 100,000 new cops. Well, he was one of the 100,000 new cops, which meant even though he was part of a of the Livermore Police Department, he had a federal ID, a federal employee ID, because he was paid by the federal government, not by the Livermore Police Department. It was weird how they did that. But what, what that meant is that for the rest of his life, he could go get a job anywhere in the federal government with that ID. Um, because it's pretty much guaranteed. You already have a federal ID. What do you want to go do? I'll go do this. Okay, cool. Just uh, just show up and uh, go through the process. But yeah, you, you, you are ahead of anybody else who wanted that position if you already had a federal employee ID. You know, once you start receiving Social Security, you should just get a federal ID. You should. Well, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Come on. I think this is a great idea. Once Everybody, you start receiving Social Security, there's that. You ever seen Logan's Run? Oh, yeah. <laughs> once you start Logan. receiving Social Security, we could save a lot of money, you know? Logan's Run. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not thirty-five-year-olds. It's 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 sixty-five-year-olds or seventy-five-year-olds. Right. Right. Eighty-five-year-olds. Right. Nobody know, needs to live to be a hundred. I, I have a I had a thought this morning and it made me chuckle. And I know it's not Jeep related, and we'll get back there. But um, think about if somebody were to invent a way for us to actually sleep comfortably standing up. Mm. If we could sleep standing up, think about how small hotels would be. So I think they have this in Japan where you got, you get I know this, they have those in Japan. What is they, it these called? Co- they they cocoons. They have these cocoons. You literally like you wrap up and you know, remember they, they do, they, they do it on this, on this in, in zero like gravity morgue. too. Right. Where like they sleep, yeah, sleep standing up and you just kind of like get held in. So wasn't there a Seinfeld episode where like Kramer had some, some small Oriental folks living in a dresser or, or something <laughs> like in a drawer? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Small Oriental people, listen to you. Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> on, on let's let's talk a little bit more about Jeeps. Hey, so I sent you a link to a um to a commercial uh, from Mopar. I want you to play that. Yeah, let's do that. Hi, I'm Jerry with Mopar. We're here today to talk about the new performance wiper blades from Jeep Performance Parts. The new JPP Performance Blade features 12 laser cut holes that feeds washer fluid from a bladder system so that you have 12 little rivers running across your windshield when it wipes. 
Therefore, a larger area of the windshield is cleaned. It's more efficient cleaning, and there's a substantial improvement on the first wipe. If you have an off-road muddy experience, you'll know the value of that. Even on the road, these performance wipers offer less visual disturbance. It comes with two Jeep branded sets of blades and is easy for the customer to install. So the bottom line is you get the washer fluid exactly where you need it, which is on the windshield. The new JPP performance wiper blades are one of more than 500 quality tested factory backed parts and accessories from Mopar's Jeep portfolio. Wow. That's, wow. So now I don't know if anybody else has anything like that, but that's that's pretty impressive. Like how many times have you sprayed that and it's not you get the stream oh. like right in the center and it just this is that's pretty cool. Well, and if the nozzles uh, anymore, you know, most of those nozzles for a windshield wiper um, washing system for the folks that are not able to see the video right away. Uh, this Jeep windshield wash windshield wiper has nozzles built into the edge of the blade i think he said there were 12 yeah 12 laser cuts laser cut holes little uh, laser cut the... holes and then the water comes out of the actual windshield wiper blade as it travels across the windshield so um the wiper fluid because you know you, the wiper fluid, you don't yes. use water i mean no that would just freeze <laughs> Colorado. um i'm that's interesting i'm Curious what a replacement wiper bait is going to cost. I mean, right? they're expensive now. Yeah, yeah. How long is that going to last? Uh, and I liked that he said it even has what he said less visual impact um, <laughs> when driving right. down the road. I, I've I mean, heard it's that nice description. when you have all the mud for sure for right. a muddy window. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, like or or even like in the middle of the winter when you're going down the highway and the guys in front of you are throwing up all the slush off the road and you can't quite get it off and it's not cleaning properly yeah i mean it's a, it's a pretty cool little idea now and they talked about do... it being uh user friendly like a, an average consumer can install, install them it. so i'm guessing some kind of a tee off of the hose that's already under our hoods and then it just now that hose runs up to this wiper blade yeah because um, so on because on the jk <laughs> on the on the jk the uh, the you know it it comes the jets come out of where are the jets coming out on the JK? Is it coming out? It's like a little naps, right on the, on the very top of the things, right? So, mm-hmm. and then on the JL, is it the same thing, or is it coming out of? Yes. Yeah, yeah. they're they're the little um in those little hood um the, the little, little oh yeah the, the hood the hood yeah the little, little hood latches yeah there's jets coming out of that right so so usually it's shooting the jets so yeah you must be have to go in there clip a little line put a little T in realign it so you've got to imagine your first kit is going to cost more because it has to call with all the extra lines. Right. right. Now here's a question. Is that now going to be an accessory that you always have to buy aftermarket or can you actually, when you're in there buying your Jeep, well, well I want the new windshield wiper set up. I want them to set it up for me. Right. And then what are the replacement blades going to cost if you already have the lines? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think a replacement blade right now is like 25 bucks from Mopar. A pair of them's 50, $55 or something right. like that. Well, that's about going rate. Right. I mean, I just bought a pair of uh, of Rainex for the RV, and they were, oh. you know, standard size, but they still paid fifty bucks, you know, for for yeah. a couple, yeah. right? That's a lot more than it. they used to be, though. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the initial. I mean, is it going to be a one ninety nine thing, or is it going to be a ninety nine dollar deal? Right. Um, at ninety nine bucks, it's probably going to be a huge seller. But I, how long do they last? <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, well, probably, you know, I think most windshield wipers are going to go a season, right? Even my Rain Xs, they last about a season, 
you know, properly. And then, you know, you go through an entire, especially out here in Sacramento where it gets really hot during the summer and you don't use them at all. They just, they just, and then of course you make the mistake when you want to use them for the first time in the winter of not going in and disconnecting them from your windshield, like letting it, uh, you just turn it on and then rip off. (laughs) Cause it, it, it turns out that when you do things at an angle, they kind of rip easy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just tears the rubber off and then you're like wow those just aren't as effective as they used to be with that that one little hanging piece of rubber that just yeah, yeah. Flops around you, and you, you wonder why you have this nice little line going across your windshield now uh, from yeah. The metal yeah yeah so it's a cool little thing i mean there's there's i don't really pay attention to a lot of mopar's products are coming out but i gotta give them kudos for that one you know i think that, that's, a, that's it seems a you know and we, I think, I'm not sure if we talked about this during the last podcast or not, but we did notice, um, I, I want to talk a little bit about the Gorilla Glass again. Um, yeah. You know, we're seeing, we're still seeing more cracked windshields in Gorilla Glass. Now, I'm wondering if that glass is, it's kind of like that grade five bolt versus the grade eight bolt. The, the mm-hmm. five will bend, whereas the, the grade eight is so much harder, it wants to snap kind right. of thing. Is the Gorilla Glass so much harder that it actually cracks easier, but it takes more of an impact? I, I don't know. I'm I'm really curious. I, I after Jesse, um, you know, got the little rock chip, and it's an interesting chip when that it was Gorilla. A big one it, it was, was loud. It, mm-hmm. it was a big rock, obviously. Yeah. But this, the 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 you know, on a regular windshield, the fracture is typically very sharp edges in a little star, right? Mm, right. On the Gorilla Glass, it was just kind, kind of, of a, a long crack with a, like a wave. Yeah, in the glass itself. And so when we had it, we had that repaired, um, and, you know, they inject basically, I don't know, I'm going to, yeah, epoxy or glass, or, right? It's molten glass, liquid glass. Um, they shoot that into the crack to seal it up. And, um, it's still interesting because you can still see it. So the right. repairs look differently than a regular star, mm-hmm. which sometimes they just, you know, they can fill and you don't even, you can't even tell it was ever hit. Mm. I can still tell. Interesting. So I'm wondering if they, yeah, I mean, you would imagine they have a special, special repair for just for Gorilla Glass, right? I mean, you would assume. I, I know that they're under quote unquote warranty and it's very specific in the warranty for the Gorilla Glass on the size of that. It has to be like, quarter a quarter size and if it's smaller than that they're not going to replace your windshield if it's the size of a quarter they will replace it if it's bigger than a quarter then they're not going to replace it like it's Hmm. it's really weird it has to be this big and do this and then they'll you know somebody can determine if they're going to do it or not basically wow and then i'm sure there's a waiting period where well we can't get gorilla glass right now so we'll get that fixed for you in six months by that time, the little star is bigger than a quarter, and then they opt out of replacing yeah, it for free. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting you say that about the the glass because we've I think we've talked about it here before. But the um, you know, there's there there is truth to the fact that your glass, your standard windshield, has a certain amount of deflection to it. Yes, and it's, lam- the, it's a laminated piece of glass. Right, and when a rock hits it, there is a certain amount of deflection where it it absorbs that hit right? It's not, it's not so rigid. And partly it's because of it's glued in, right? It's glued in. It's not like held in rigidly, right? There's, there is some deflection that happens with the overall way it's, way it's put into place. But 
Um, so most likely you'll get a little star or you get a little, however you use your typical little chip happens. And that does not turn into most of the time, turn into a big crack. It's just a little right. chip on your windshield. <clears throat> but our, the glass guy that comes out here and repairs our glass, he loves us because, you know, it's constantly replacing Jeep glass. Um, yeah. He, he explained to me, and there used to be a company that actually had a product for this years ago, but that when it hits in the black area surrounding the glass, it's much more rigid in there. There's no mm -hmm. deflection uh, capability. And so when it hits there, that's the area that usually starts a crack. Oh, right. It makes right. big chunks out of it. Yeah. yeah. So makes, you get a little little tiny crack, but because there's so there's no deflection in it, a little rigid, you just it's more rigid, it starts cracking up and it starts building your long-term crack that then those are the worst ones for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a company he said years ago that made a basically a piece of plastic film that only went around the windshield, like it only went over the black area. And they provided protection for it. You know, didn't last whatever. Maybe didn't people didn't buy it or whatever. But it was just it was a way. If you protected that area, theoretically, you'd have a lot less cracked windshields because it would you know you could protect that particular area that's getting hit as opposed to the entire glass. Well, um, I know that it's it's very interesting reading some of the. Of course, you know mm -hmm. everybody's a genius on on Facebook pretty much, <laughs> and um, some of the comments even in some of the forums have been absolutely hilarious about no 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 i i heard it straight from mr gorilla himself that um <laughs> you know it's it's got double the lamination of a standard windshield and the next guy says no 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 they're actually heat treated they actually put these through a heat process no 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 it's actually dipped they dip these glasses in a in a process that makes them stronger and oh my goodness it's it's just it's just kind of amusing to me where where everybody has an opinion on on the strength But let's of it talk and... about how expensive the labor is to put it in. Because I found out you can get and I'm sure it's just a stupid thing that I didn't know is you don't have to get the adaptive cruise control. So if you don't, it doesn't cost as much to right. get the glass replaced. Yeah, they have but to calibrate. But if you do, it. then it's going to cost you quite a bit of chunk of change to get. Depends it on where you go. Depends on where really? you go. So, yeah, cuz like if you go to a safe light or whatever, like John had to have his glass oh, repaired with expensive. his with his um Subaru, right? So he right. puts hundreds of miles. I mean, he's constantly putting hundreds of miles a week. You know, if we ever have like a we do a suspension test, we want to uh, want to do a quick 500 miles to see how how yeah, drawn bar up for two days, right? <laughs> um, and so he but he had to get there. So yeah, they had to do this whole other process. I've got adaptive cruise control on my rig. You know, our, our glass guy came out, replaced it the same way it's replaced anything else. It was all set to go. He was good to go. Hmm. It didn't need to be calibrated, it works totally fine. I only ran it to another huh. vehicle once. <laughs> but no, oh. it didn't. It 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 didn't it he replaced it. He took care of it. He's a professional. He has a great company, um, huh. but it didn't, didn't charge me a lot more labor because he had to deal with the adaptive cruise control. Right. Well, see, so, and I have it on my gladiator. Um, it just, it doesn't work because of course I have a windshield banner. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can move the letters. You can put it where it's not covering it. Not after it's stuck. You know how hard it is to move those letters after it's already stuck on there. Just cut the piece out. So, so I will, um, I'll send you a razor blade. <laughs> no, so, then it looks retarded. It looks Curtis like this is making me one now too. So I'm like, Me 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 Me
cloak, meta cloak. What? Yeah. You can, Facebook, you know, you can do Facebook you can is buying us. Those... We're no longer metal cloak. We're meta cloak. Meta cloak. You, you could just have those letters that cover it be clear. Oh, uh-huh. maybe. Although that could affect it still, because you know, eleven millimeter uh, vinyl, right? Could still affect. What the, would make the, the bigger deck. difference if they weren't there at all, or if they were clear? I have a clear. Why do you even have a windshield banner anyway? Huh? Why do you even have a windshield banner? It blocks the sun from my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what we needed. Like, you know, no more of these like these these vinyl die cut windshield banners. We need to go back to like the big five inch um, tinted banner that big goes news. in. It fits oh yeah, perfectly, the tinted <laughs> at the one, top and, at the and bottom. then have it printed across, right? But then it's just a big printing design, you know, American flag or whatever, tinted metal cloak through it, and it's just like five six inches. It just goes over the top of your front. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you really. That's- need. We should come up with like come up with a really cool graphic design and just have it have your vehicle wrapped with it in clear. Yeah, totally clear, like everything. And only you can see it. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, well, if they can make electrified paint, can they make electrified vinyl? There you go. Yeah. There you go. And I, I want like the you no, know, you have to have like a secret decoder ring or special glasses. You have to wear these three D glasses, and then you can see my my wrap. I, I think we should just go back to um, the glow-in-the-dark paint. I'll give you a paintbrush, some glow-in-the-dark paint, do your own design. We'll see what it looks like. That would be um, that would be really interesting. Remember the the like the invisible ink that you you write it on paper or something, yeah, and then yeah. put it under a black light or whatever. You yeah, can like do that to somebody's squeeze car. lemon juice on it. Actually, lemon yeah. juice. You could just write with lemon juice and then heat it up. So you do it to somebody late at night. Because if you did it like you're in Death Valley <laughs> and you did it to somebody like it when it's really, really cold and then in the middle of the day, it's super hot, it would all come out. No, you just put handprints on and then say you heard something in the middle of the night. I and like it. At night, you flash the light on it and you're like, oh, my God. That comes back to our blue light. What? Right. Can you imagine, yeah. can you imagine having a camp light, like change, change your UFO camp light to be all blue lights? Black lights. Black lights. <laughs> interesting. Black lights. Blue lights. Black lights. Yeah, black light. Yeah, just have black light going and just change your entire camp. You might see stuff you don't want to see, but you know. I don't want to find everybody wear everybody wear and... white. <laughs> Scorpion hunting. Oh, then you just got to do a strobe though. Right. Strobe dancing. Yeah, Th- those are called raves. I think they still do those. Dude, Death Valley rave, modern Jeeper rave. <laughs> modern Jeeper We're doing the rave modern Jeeper Death rave. Valley. All right, yeah, Death Valley modern Jeeper rave. rave. <laughs> we're gonna go do it at the. Uh, we're gonna do a modern Jeeper rave, and it's gonna be at the uh, at the Manson Ranch. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> latest issue the of uh, the latest <laughs> issue of, uh, and it, I think I just got the graphics on it because he was he was, our our guy was a few days late. Um, of the um, Rock Lander, the exciting oh. and courageous adventures of Rock Lander. Latest issue of that chapter one point five one point six. He is uh, he had just arrived. In the last chapter, he had just arrived in in the Manson Ranch, um, and he's checking these out. And there are some suspicious people around. All of a sudden, he hears a sound, and then into ch- this next chapter is the beginning of his the true action hero, where he gets attacked by these bikers, and he doesn't like the outcome. Interesting. So check it out. Chapter one point six. If you want to be on that email email and get those chapters every week, go to adventureracksystems.com. And uh, and sign up uh, under the contact us page. Sign up for email uh, to get the emails, and you will get the first editions of 
the next chapter of the exciting and courageous adventures of Rock Lander. <laughs> cool, cool. Oh <laughs> uh, man. So uh yeah, we've done a lot of stuff around here. We're actually doing a lot of um a lot of installation videos. The installation videos are back. If you guys noticed, we hadn't done installation videos for a while. Um, that's primarily because we were doing a lot of product videos. We had a you know, we have right. 13, 1400 products and we're trying to do a product video for each one of those. Um, and now we're back on installation videos. And so the first one, uh, we'll probably go in here live pretty soon, but the cool thing is we're using the four by E as the platform. So we're, we've got the four by E in there. We're basically putting all every product we can boom, 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 boom onto the four by E, um, for repetitive install videos. Um, and the goal is to be at off-road expo to have our four by E and our gladiator, um, in the booth. So, while you guys are out in Moab playing around with the possibly the Overland Expo out there, yeah, um, yeah, we're going to be in in uh, doing the bringing back too because we didn't go to the last time, right? To Pomona for the Off Road Expo. Wow, that'll be kind of crazy. I mean, again, it's that uh, it's a weird time of year when Jesse keeps uh, saying it feels like fall's coming early, mm-hmm. and then the sea, you know, people are people back here. A lot of places are going back to school and whatnot. Um, but we're still, we still have a lot of events going on and it's, I don't know if it's because of the weather that it makes it feel like fall is coming. You know, it's just been such this crazy, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. The last couple of weeks we've, we had rain in Colorado every day. We've got rain going across the country. We still have some really big events coming up and now clear through, they're still getting added. It looks like we still will be going to Palo Duro for um, that event. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. If people have seen emails and are concerned and, and have heard about changes being made, it's club stuff. Um, the event is still on and it's still going to be a huge event. Um, and but, we made uh, a commitment to be there for the ladies and guide the trail. So we're absolutely. going to uphold our commitments no matter what drama is going on. That's in right. Any group. That's, That's right. Drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, like drama, right? We're um, gonna have a lot of fun, so. Yeah, I mean, we got Smoky Mountain coming up, which is yes, one of the biggest shows in the country. Yes, we're um, excited. Rose coming in, is gonna play for us at the Hard Rock for the kickoff party. So nice. We have to come on out. Well, I know I'm gonna miss the kickoff party because I arrive. I fly. I think yeah, I get eight thirty on Friday morning or something in the yeah. Then two hour was it hour and a half two hour drive, yeah mm-hmm. about, that. about that. Get there, so it should be fun. I tried to get a cool car, but I think I'm going to end up with like a Kia or something. Maybe they'll give you a. Maybe it's a new Kia. Some of them look pretty cool. Those, I, I got I got to give you props with that. Yes, I, the, I have so, to say, I just some went of them by a new. Cool. I went by a Kia. I'm like holy crap! Who? Yeah, they, like what is that? <laughs> who, who designed that thing? Man, yeah, right? this came from South Korea. No, <laughs> like wow. But yeah, we so after after Pigeon Forge, um, of course, then we we head back across um, back across the country. Um, we've got Paladuro. We've got an event. This new event this year be the first time for a Moab Overlanding event, which um, we still need to reach out to them and, and see what that's all about. But uh, for the folks that have looked at Easter Jeep Safari in the past and had heard that there was kind of another vendor show going on the same time as Red Rocks event, uh, this is that same same group that is doing this this uh, overland event out at the Spanish Trail Arena uh, in Moab. And I think that's the end of August – or September, September, sorry. September. Um, like the September 29 and, and October, October 1st, something like that. Um, 
so yeah there's still a lot of stuff going on yeah and we just we just got an invitation um for this is september 10th i think i've got to decide if we're going to do it or not but it's for the um uh what is it nitto jeep bash in huntington beach so the guys the guys that put on um dirt experience which is the outcry of jk experience which is originally founded by um you know our buddy over at at, uh yeah mel at evo um has now they have this event called the jeep bash which is down there in Huntington Beach. And it's like literally the beach whole area is taken over. They got vendors, they've got um, tons of Jeeps there. And so I, they reached out to us and said, well, we don't really display, we don't really sell stuff at events, but you know, we got the CTI trailer. So they're kind of looking at it, deciding if that's going to actually something to work. Cause it looks like most of their Jeeps are sitting stagnant within the parking lot. Like it's a, like it's a, there's a show and shine going on gotcha. and a vendor show and all this other stuff. So, um, so we'll see how it goes. But we're trying to see um, if we can make that all work, and uh, it'd be cool to go back down. I've been ha- we haven't had the CTI trailer down in SoCal for a little while, so it'd be time to get it out there and um, and just have some fun. Right on. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, again, I, I'm going to throw out um, kind of the things that we've been doing the last couple of weeks, I guess, and things that come to mind. Um, our, our rig maintenance. Um, program has has really been in, in full force and effect. And when you when you don't drive your Jeep to events and it sits in the garage and then you take it back out and you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna go wheeling this weekend and you pull it out Saturday morning to go wheeling. Um that's probably not the best time to start going <laughs> through your rig. Um, you know after I think we came back from Death Valley with mm-hmm. the LJ. And literally parked it in the garage and then pulled it out to go do some pre-running. It's it's just it's just such bad uh, it's bad juju because your Jeep is going to hate you. Um, so make sure that we're you're checking things before you just go off and run out into any trail. Um, and even something like tire pressure can make a huge difference. I'm I'm pretty anal about a lot of things, um, but. It, we get busy too. And we, you know, the, my LJ is one of those rigs that I know it so well that I know that I can, I know where I can push its um, non-maintenance items a little bit, but at some point those are going to come back around and kind of go, Hey, you you need to address this. Um, So yeah, just, it's still, it's still, there's still a lot of wheeling left in the season. And uh, as we get ready for some longer trips with our rigs, whether they're overlanding events or, you know, Death Valley's coming up, the Colorado Adventure's coming up, uh, we've got stuff going on, Sierra Trek's coming up. Don't start looking at your rig the day before you go out on the trail. Um, what, what do you mean? I mean for everybody else. For three years, I raced my Jeep, but I only started fixing it the day before I had to go. And that's pretty I, typical. I, I, I would race. I would race it for two days. I would break it. I put it aside. I'd start fixing it, a, you know, a couple of days before race day. I mean, it worked out fine. I got some plaques mm-hmm. on the wall I mean, back it's... there. See, you can mm-hmm. see, them. see, guys, I got some. I, I want a few things. Costs a lot of money though. And uh, when I realized that the whole world's <laughs> going a lot more professional, I um, I, I, I gave it all up. But yeah, I, I mean, I got a few plaques out of it. <clears throat> you know, it's funny when we get into our rigs and we go, oh yeah, 
I was going to fix that. And it can be stupid stuff. It can be something like a, like a windshield wiper. Yeah. It can be something like a, a switch for your off-road lights that, yes. oh, there's a short in this. Like, yeah, you, it's on that. your list of things. You don't remember it until you hop in and go, oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I needed to do that. That's right. Yeah. I don't know uh, how many times um, we, we've, we've jumped into something and gone, oh, that's right. I was going to fix this radio or I didn't, oh, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't charge this up. I, oh, I was going to bring my camera. Oh, I, I mean, it's it's it can be so many different things. I was um, going to put fuel in it, really. Yeah. Oh gosh, am I? Did I? I'm sure I refilled those diffs. Did I put the tires back on before I started? Right? <laughs> oh, did I air up again? Did I not? I did air up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Also, you check your equipment because you know you don't want to be the guy who shows up to the trail and be like, "Oh yeah, my power tank is empty. Um, can I borrow yeah. your air, please?" Or, or um, you're forgetting your your air down tool and having to borrow it from somebody else. And you know, Jen, just just be, just be prepared. All of that stuff. All of that stuff. I mean, yeah. We, uh, we, we typically are really um, good about making sure things are in tip-top shape, but we all get busy. And uh, if you don't make a list and the things don't get checked off, um, being home actually was detrimental for, we were home for a couple of weeks. And then I kept thinking, well, I had all kinds of time and I'll get it, <laughs> I'll have time. And then all of a sudden it's the day before and I'm throwing everything into a bag going, okay, I think we're, we're good. Like Mm-mm. we just, you. we need to plan better. Negative Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah, you got to plan. Planning, planning, planning is good. Planning, planning is good. Planning is good. Planning is yes. good. Planning, planning makes the world go around. Spontaneous uh, activity is always good too, but don't do that in the Jeep world because you might end up being the one who needs to get pulled or stuck or maybe you're in a position where you could be saving somebody's life and you didn't bring your tools because you didn't play. You know, I, we, we love our power tanks and you brought up a good point. Um, we, we have three power tanks sitting in the garage. Every single one of them's empty because the place that fills our power tanks uh, exploded, caught on fire and burned down. Um, <laughs> there are no other places. On the At least it didn't explode while your power tanks were in there. This is true. Yeah. Or um, if I was welding, because it's at the welding shop that I was going to class for too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, there are that. no places on the western slope of Colorado that you can fill a power tank. So they become wow. really interesting bricks sitting in your garage Paper and you realize how much money you've spent on them. Um, so I don't know, just a you shout out. There's got to be an alternative to that. There's got to be uh, a there's solution. A, there's a place in Denver. No, I'm just talking about filling, like a way of way of filling, like a way of building, like the pressure within there. By I don't know, you know, seems unsafe. It seems, yeah. (laughs) I didn't even say what I was going to say. And it's really hard for us to like pack all three of them and go get them filled while we're across the country because we're so packed with everything else. So yeah, it's 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 easy. You just put it in a self mailer, right? Because the self addressed envelope with it self mailer off to power tank they they fill it up and send it back to you and it's not like anybody's busy so you can go in there and just stand there while they fill it which i've never found a place that has done that Uh, actually there used to be a place in moab back in the day that he would fill it while you but again if all of a sudden now if you're 
that company, you've got a line of, you know, 60 right. people standing there. Um, no, drop them off. We'll fill them for you and come back in a week and you can pick it up. Well, and it's interesting having a place that fills them specifically because like they're an off-road shop or whatever. There's a place mm-hmm. over here. We got our stuff filled and it's a fire extinguisher type company. Right. So they calibrate everything. Like they won't just sink and fill it up. Like they go through the process of calibrating, you know, like they have to properly, they have to fill it up properly. They, uh, you know, they're not just a little shop. They're just like, oh yeah, I got some of that. I'll fill it up for you. They got to do it properly so that it's safe. And then it's all stickered, identified as being filled up and properly calibrated. It's um, it's an interesting process. So the the place in Denver we found is a place, um, well, we heard about, um, they're actually a, a bartending, like a, a bar supply shop that does taps oh. and things like that. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah, shout out to Steve. He needs to um, he needs to invest in some some other folks on the western slope to be able to fill a, a power tank. Please. That's right. Power tank, a power tank <laughs> filling uh, stations across the country. Just like Self, a, a self-service. Jeep. Right, like yeah. a, like a Tesla plug-in place. You have a power yeah, yeah. tank fill station. Yeah, just like you know, like those places outside of the supermarkets where you just put a bottle in and you just self-serve right. water. Just like a little place outside of a four-wheel parts, you just walk in there, you put your bottle in, closes it, it self-fills up, and pull it out. Right. They could do like a propane cylinder where you swap it, but nobody wants to get rid of their own color and stuff. So I don't know how you do that. Well, it's an interesting thing. Imagine having a line of power tanks that were that way, though. Like right. these are just the swaps. They're just they're they're yeah. no, they're nothing more. They're not fancy. They don't color match. They're simply swaps. There's you know you can yeah. go in, drop it off. Because I thought about that too. It's like it's kind of a pain in the ass. Like, well, how much is in here? Well, I've got enough maybe for two fill ups. Right. Maybe do I really want to go and and just get the whole thing filled up back back again? It's not like you drive up to a, you know to a, a like drive your RV up to a propane, you have them just fill up that extra three quarters, right? It's like, all right, do I really want to do, or do I want to like use it? I can use it a right. little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, again, yeah, Steve, I, if you're listening, I, I we're, we're willing to back you on your nationwide um, uh, uh, CO2 um, exchange campaign. <laughs> well, and I heard now that there there's actually a shortage of CO2, mm-hmm. just kind of like death and everything else we're going to run out of. So all the, the pop and soda machines and stuff, everything's going to be flat. And how do you, how do you how do you run out of CO2? It's a byproduct of <laughs> of of other things. So I don't know and they're talking about it on in the news and I don't know. So it turns yeah. out we're going to run out of oxygen too by the way. Right, no yeah. more oxygen. Stop breathing. Stop breathing. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to have nitrogen right. in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what we're going to fill our tires with anyway, right? Right. Is that maybe we're we oh, that's hydrogen. That's hydrogen. Nitrogen, yeah. I think I'd rather have hydrogen in the air. Then we all just be talking really high. Maybe you know. I will say I got. I so I gotta say that I, I. I. This is not against power tank at all. It just happens to be where we live in the in the world. And I know there's a lot of places out there that people can get their power tanks filled um, right away, and they are taken care of and serviced. But I will say that for us, um, you know, it's it's when I need to put air when we're traveling. I got to tell you, the best thing on that LJ is the ARB twin that mm-hmm. I can, I can, it's sitting on the trailer. I can start up the LJ, plug in a hose. I can put tire air in the truck tires, in the, in the trailer tires, in the Jeep tires. 
um, it works phenomenally. And I put 95 PSI in the trailer tires and the ARB doesn't even blink. So, and yeah. all I got to do is start it. Right. And I, you know, for years, we, our primary for all of our Jeeps was the power, um, power plant from Warren. Right. Right. Which was a pretty good, it took a long time, but it was yep. good to know you always had it there. You just went in there and just, you'd fill up and it'd take a little while. And I kind of got jealous of the guys that had the power tanks because they were done in like 10 minutes. You know, right. and I'm sitting there going super fast, you know, trying to fill it up. <laughs> um, and now the flip side of that is you, I could have gotten an auxiliary tank. You get an auxiliary right. tank, and then that fills up and actually makes it a lot faster. System you know, I think use. at some point, somebody ought to make a competitive product to ARB's twin. Nah. Why would you want to do that? Why, don't you want, why would you want to make something that's that's not plastic and doesn't have plastic bladder and plastic pieces inside? And pl- Why would you want to do that? Because they Just last, those, those ARB's twins, they last for a very long time. They do. I, I mean, I've only had mine built, rebuilt a couple of times. I mean, oh, it's yeah. fine. It's nothing. It's yeah. It, it, it's okay. I mean, Chinese made products are okay for you. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, you know, this has been another great episode of the modern Jeeper show. Anything you guys have before we wrap up this, uh, this amazing episode. No, I'm just keep thinking about the size of those hotels. If we were sleeping, standing up. No. Mm-hmm. So think about no. the number of products I do we have thought about this. We had we had a few things so we new like conventions all this 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 episode mm-hmm. right this is the idea Jesse show. Jesse has something I think. Yes, Jesse. So, all you ladies out there, guys, husbands, I know you guys listen to us and you have um, your significant other, and they want to learn what you do so they can drive. So, ladies, off road network. They have announced their sixth annual convention, which is now going to be in Moab, Utah. Wow. On October 12th through the 15th. I am wow. signed up. There's awesome classes. You will have the best time ever. So I encourage you husbands, boyfriends out there that are listening, please get your ladies in. Ladiesoffroadnetwork.com. Register, sign up. Come on out and have some fun and learn. Absolutely. Yes. That'd be awesome. Um, or what about us that don't identify like, you know, are they thems? Are they invited? Well, sometimes, you have to talk to Charlene. I bet you can better <laughs> her up and, you know, come as a guest speaker. Your, your stick figure family? Yeah. Yes. Me and my <laughs> stick figure family would like to be there. Uh, that's awesome. And well done. Congratulations, Charlene, to move to, to Moab. It's kind of interesting because yeah. most people are like, they're all moving to San Hollow and stuff, and she chooses to move to yeah. Moab. Yeah. Right, old school. Yeah, old school. Yeah, I mean, when real estate prices are just like sickening. Yeah, very sickening. You know, yeah. Sickening. All right, my friends. Well, thank you so much for all of you out there listening to us. We always appreciate it. You know how to get a hold of us: Matson at Northbrook.com, Corey at Northbrook.com, Jesse at Northbrook.com. Of course, reaches out and find us at ModernJeeperAdventures.com, ModernJeeper.com for all the news and fun information. And of course, modernjeepershow.com. And, uh, you know, check out this. If you're listening to this, um, make sure you subscribe and give us a nice feedback and give us a nice shout out. We really appreciate it. And if you're watching this hey. on YouTube, and you're watching this on YouTube, hit that, hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button and, and go to modernjeeper.com because if you hadn't been there lately, uh, you may have seen things weren't changing and that kind of stuff, but uh, that's all been fixed now. So, Go to modernjeeper.com. Check it out. 
That's right. We had a little technical wafu, so we didn't hear about it from you guys. So you're like, you, know, you, you obviously don't care no. about us, but we care about us. That's right. So That's check right. it out. All right. With all that being said, friends, we'll see you on the trails. Cheers. See ya.